man may not be on the top of his form, but he can still make himself useful. Well, hello, friends, and welcome to episode number four of the Roto Pastor Podcast. <laughs> happy, uh, happy day after Easter. Uh, as a pastor, uh, this is one of those days. I dropped my uh, uh, my son; uh, he's in kindergarten, off at school today. And uh, the teacher knows I work at a church, and and uh, she used to work at a church, and just asked how I was doing. And on the way in, uh, she yelled, "Happy Recovery Day!" So, so happy Easter weekend to you all, and happy Recovery Day uh, here. Uh, and uh, yeah, baseball has helped that. I yesterday. We did the whole church thing. I think my alarm on Easter, I got to bed. First of all, I got to bed about midnight, and then my alarm was set for 4.45, and I was back at work by 5.15, prepping for all the Easter festivities. And uh, we, so I got done. You know, we, did the, we had a breakfast. We did the church, and then we got done with the Easter egg hunt. And yesterday, the most beautiful thing, I got to sit on a couch and watch a baseball game in the afternoon. And so uh, that was fun, and it, uh, it was a bit... Uh, it was a bit of a recovery, and uh, yeah, it was fun then today to wake up and just begin diving into the to the fantasy baseball world and all the going-ons uh, that is happening. And so, uh, thanks for tuning in. Episode number four, without further ado, uh, let's jump into the top ten list uh, of things I've, I've been noticing. I, again, I should preface this, given everything with Easter, it, you know, I didn't do this every day, and so there is so much going on and, and absolutely will not cover everything really are just scratching the surface here. Um, but 10 things that I, I noticed, 10 things that have interested me over the last two or three days. Number 10, I try not to uh, do too much Mariner stuff. I actually, I probably should have checked and make sure. I think I only have one Mariner <laughs> in the list today. Yeah, only one Mariner. Um, but I am a Mariner fan, so whatever. It is what it is. Ty France, my guy. Uh, I, Ty France, right? Late, late bloomer. Uh, Mariners got him from the San Diego Padre, Padres and the trade that also got the, um, Matt Brash. It's interesting if you go back and look at that trade. Uh, the, the big name when the trade went down was Taylor Trammell. And, uh, and there's, I actually still think there's some interest, uh, interesting things there. Uh, but Ty France and Matt Brash have been the two guys, along with Munoz, uh, that have, uh, sparked the most interest for Seattle. Uh, dang, that's a really good deal. Nice. Way to go, Jerry DePoto. Anyway, Ty France. I, I didn't, but I wasn't on him. I, so I really didn't have him rostered anywhere. I finally, to begin the season, I, I remember trying to trade for him last year and I just, I couldn't get him, uh, especially in, uh, my, my biggest kind of win now league. And, uh, I finally convinced the owner to get him or to trade for him at the beginning of the season. And it's just been a joy. He's been probably my favorite player to check the box score of each day. Uh, <clears throat> but this weekend had back to back multi hit games. On Sunday, my first time this year, confession to sit down on a couch and watch an entire game. Uh, he hit a bomb, 108 mile per hour, uh, exit velocity. And, oh my gosh, I'm just a big Ty France fan. I, I don't currently own a Mariner jersey, and, and I got a birthday coming up. Uh, not that my wife will ever listen to this podcast, but if you're friends with my wife, you should text her. Uh, one, of the, one of the things I, I should get, Ty France jersey for my birthday, dear. Uh, put that on the list, please. Um, but Ty France, yeah, he's just good. I, I, I slot him in the corner infielder. He's probably good enough to fit in a, a, a first base 
spot as well. Uh, I have Joey Votto in one league where, where I may need to start Ty France over him, but also has multi-position eligibility, so he can play second base and um, middle infielder as well. Um, big fan, big fan, and uh, it's just fun to watch. Number nine, Matt Olson, not no longer of the Oakland Athletics, but of the Atlanta Braves. Uh, so far uh, for the season is hitting 412 with a 556 on base percentage, a 676 slug. Uh, yesterday he went three for four with a home run, a run, a run batted in, a walk. Uh, you'd think, I mean, following up uh, for the great Freddie Freeman, especially coming off the World Series, that, you know, that's, you're just set up to like, there's a shadow there. And are you going to be able to, are you going to be able to, get out from under that shadow and and so far so good brace fans got to be loving it uh especially with the age difference matt olson's younger and uh yeah he's looking good he's looking good and and if you look at his, uh the underlying metrics he's hitting the ball super hard i forget i, I want to say he has either the second or third most hard hit balls this season i think it's third but anyway yeah matt olson we like it doing good um, good stuff. Good stuff. Probably shouldn't have traded him away a couple years ago. Uh, number eight, a guy I totally, again, very similar to Ty France, just wasn't in on. Uh, he was an afterthought for me. Number eight is Connor Joe of the Colorado Rockies, who yesterday, uh, two for four, uh, with a double, a triple, a run, a walk, an RBI. Um, no, that was Saturday. Saturday he did all that. And then yesterday collected two more hits with another double and is hitting 361. And, uh, it's probably, this is probably way too late to go find him on the wave wire, especially if you're in leagues that have five outfielders, uh, being started. Um, but he's looking good. Now, a little bit of caution. His BABIP is 440. So, you know, one could assume or probably should assume that some, some regression is coming, but still, uh, an outfielder hitting in Colorado. Uh, going back and looking at his minor stats, there's, there's some numbers there that certainly back up this breakout. And he's interesting. And the story is interesting too. I didn't realize I was reading through and, and credit to pitcher list. Uh, he was claimed from the Dodgers, uh, in, in the Rule 5 draft, uh, back in 2019. Uh, it was then traded to the Giants. The Giants that year were in a bit of a rebuild. And so you would have, th- you would have thought they would have given him a bit of a longer leash, but, but didn't. And, and he really did not do well. I think hit, uh, they said hit, oh, uh, 67, um, in, in a very minimal, uh, a chance. And, and he was off. Uh, they, they didn't give him much of a, a leash. Uh, then he sat out the 2020 year, uh, season because he had testicular cancer. I, I, again, it's was one of those storylines. I just, I, I completely missed out on. And so last year then with the Rockies got a bit of a chance. And, uh, you know, I remember late last summer, he was just one of those talks on the waiver wire, uh, where, I just wasn't in on, but he, if you look at the stats, hit 285, 379 OBP, um, eight home runs, mid thirties RBIs. And, and so he was, you know, we get into the off season, uh, fantasy base or fantasy football season's over. People start paying attention. So he becomes kind of the sneaky talk of maybe a sleeper, a guy we might target, especially in five out for the leagues. And again, I just wasn't, I wasn't in on him, but, but so far so good. He seems to be back in, backing up that little, uh, cameo he had last year. And, and, and he again plays in Colorado. And so the Rockies may be onto something and, uh, he's looking good so far, uh, so far this year. Number seven, number seven, Mr. Hunter Green. Uh, shout out, uh, in my home league, 
uh, shout out to Ken and Sam. We've been having this ongoing debate over uh, Lodolo or Hunter Green, and I've been on the I've been on the Hunter Green side, which I I think after Lodolo's first start, and after Hunter Green's, if I have this right, I could be totally wrong, but after Hunter Green's first start, didn't look so good, so I made sure not to text after that. But uh, man, five five hundred thirty innings pitched, uh, two earned runs, and he was man, he was smoking it. If you look at the velocity, I uh, got sixteen whiffs, and uh, he. I like it. He's looking good. He's looking good. Uh, 100 miles an hour. Starting pitcher throwing 100 miles per hour is crazy. I can only imagine if you're a batter on that day stepping up to the plate. That might be one of those days where you just go knocking on the manager's jaw or door and say uh, you're tired and you need to day off. Uh, but Hunter Green is looking good so far uh, in his early uh, early debut. Number six, another uh, young pitcher. Uh one that I have been in on, and let me just say again uh, to Ken, if you're listening, one that I would very much like to trade for. Uh, I just don't want to give anything of significant back, so if you'd like to give them to me, that'd be awesome. Uh, number six is Michael Kopech. Uh, five in his pitch, zero earned runs, five Ks, uh, 13 whiffs on 75 pitches, and it's just a thing of beauty. Uh, again, this is a guy who set out 2020. Uh, one of the top prospects go you going way back and had some arm trouble with Tommy John. And, and so this is just one of those, the saying goes that, uh, pitching, prospect pitching development is nonlinear. It's, it, it, and, and he seems to be living that out. I, I am super impressed. I would be, I'd be very in on Michael Kopech. I've tried to, tried to acquire him in a couple of leagues. And I, I just, I bet you next year coming to the year, he's a top 30 starting pitcher, if not more. Uh, super interested in Michael Kopech and gotta love that start with 13 whiffs. Number five, the old guy. The old guy who I think is really my age, which means I'm the old guy, Justin Verlander again. Luckily, it was Holy Week, uh, and, and the Saturday before Easter, so I was not able to watch that Mariner game Saturday night. Um, thankfully, because he just shut down the Mariners. He had, uh, 17 whiffs. He went eight innings, zero earned runs, and just looked vintage Justin Verlander. Uh, for those who held on to him or acquired him when he went through Tommy John, uh, you are reaping the rewards now uh, because dude just looks to be picking up where he left off, and age, uh, as they say, is nothing but a number. And uh, yeah, he's an ace. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Uh, someone who's not an, an ace, number four, but Somebody who seems to be sneaky good is, excuse me, sip of uh, LaCroix water. Uh, sneaky good and probably worth a pickup, certainly worth a pickup, uh, is Nestor Cortez. Nestor freaking Cortez of the New York Yankees. Uh, he pitched yesterday uh, five innings, uh, did not give up a run, uh, gave up three hits. And, he, this, and this is the crazy thing, 12 Ks. Uh, for Nestor Cortez. I was just talking with a buddy last week who we were talking about him and I have him in a league that I need pitching and uh, I was like maybe I should flip him and and my buddy's like you're not going to get anything for him. He's just he's smoking mirrors. He's he's just fooling people with his different funky deliveries and probably the, probably the mustache. I assume he still has the mustache. If he doesn't he should. Uh, but it's interesting. He's fun and 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 his stuff may be like not certainly not the level of a Michael Kopech or a Hunter Green, um, certainly was sitting ninety miles per hour. But but it's interesting the cutter, the different angles. 
and it just may be, you know, it may be real. And, and by real, not, not that he's going to come out and be like a top 30 starting pitcher, but real, and maybe he's a top 50 starting pitcher and one that just is, is always kind of underrated, but provides value, uh, especially in like Roto leagues where, where the value kind of dries up pretty quick. I'm, I'm in, I'm in on Nestor Cortez. Uh, I, I tried, tr- I had him a lot last year. I got him in the, when he kind of seemingly got the spot last summer. Uh, I traded him in one league, but most of my leagues, I, I, people just didn't value him. And so I held on to him and, and, uh, where I have him, I'm interested. I think, I think it may be a thing. Uh, and so I'm going to ride it. Number three, and who knows with this one? Uh, number three is you, Darvish. Uh, I guess it's too premature to say it's through, uh, as I was ready to say last week, where he just had the dud, uh, especially coming off the first start, which the numbers look good, but, but if you look behind kind of, uh, the numbers, it, it didn't look great, but, but yesterday, uh, six and two thirds, one earned run, 16 whiffs, eight Ks, and I, 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 I have no idea what to tell you. Uh, your guess is as good as mine. I, I don't know if I was rostering him. I mean, you probably just hold because on any given day he's an ace, but on any given day it could it could blow up. Certainly, there's it's still interesting to watch and see see what this you know what's happening with the this you know no more sticky stuff and the spin rates and all that. But uh, for Sunday, so it was good. And uh, and if you started him, if you had the guts to start him after his last start, you'd certainly reap the rewards. And so I'm gonna, he, he's one of those pitchers I'm gonna be, uh, kind of highlighting and paying attention over his next two or three turns, see what's going on. I should mention, as we're getting to the last two, uh, th- these are not really in an order of, of most important to least important or least important to most important. Just these are names I wrote down in, in <laughs> non-important order. So, uh, uh, yeah, there's, yeah. Just no real order. Number two, uh, I've talked about him last week, I believe, uh, but it's Andrew Heaney and the Dodgers. I think I said then, and I'll say it again, the Dodgers are just doing Dodger things. If, if the Dodgers acquire somebody, we should just probably go and pick them up. Uh, he's pitched six innings, 11 Ks, 16 whiffs. And it's, it, you know, the underlying numbers were always interesting, but they were never, uh, both at the Angels and then at a short, um, time with the Yankees you just never the results never backed up some of the underlying metrics and so the talk was even when the Dodgers picked him up that eh, it's probably probably not worth probably not worth grabbing him but the Dodgers seemingly have this new they've worked on a new slider for him Uh, I I think they said he threw it 39 times uh, in in his last start and and out of the 39 uh, 14 swings and misses and I, it was about 50-50 on the fastball and the slider. It's really interesting. Uh, I'd be picking him up if I could. There was one league where he was just sitting on the waiver wire. could have had him for free, and, and I didn't jump. Uh, I should have. But Andrew Heaney, very, very impressive. Uh, one of the podcasts I listened to today, the question was, is he the next um, – is he the next uh, – Robbie Ray, Robbie Ray. And I don't know. I don't know if I'm going that far, but, but I think he's a thing. And, and if you could stack him as your number four or number five starting pitcher on a fantasy roster, that could be really interesting, especially with the Dodgers, uh, their winning percentage. He's probably going to get some strikeouts and some wins and, uh, you could do a lot worse, uh, in a fantasy, uh, pitching staff. Number one. Uh, again, no real order here, but number one, uh, Bailey Ober. This is a guy I, 
I have, have never been in on, and I, I'll be honest, even after this start where he pitched six innings, zero earned runs, four hits, uh, he only had three Ks, 11 whiffs, I just, I'm still not in. Uh, I just don't, I, if he was on the waiver, I, I don't even think I'd bid on him. Uh, but I also know I, I may be in the minority in that. I know people, people seem to be talking on him like he's a thing and he's interesting. Uh, I certainly had some hype coming in this year. Uh, I just don't want, I don't want it. Yeah. So if, if you're an over fan, let me know. I'm not, but it was in a good start. And, uh, if you're, you know, twins needed to pick me up, especially, especially after the Byron Buxton news wah, wah, of the weekend. Uh, uh, so good start for Bailey Ober. Have fun on somebody else's roster. Well, there you go. Uh, there's the Monday, uh, top 10 list coming after the Easter weekend. I mean, we didn't, again, as usual, uh, we didn't even scratch all the things we should have talked about. We didn't talk about Zach Wheeler's velocity being down like three miles per hour per hour from last year. Yikes. We did not talk about Trevor Rogers bad outing. Uh, let's hope the whispers of him uh, tipping his pitches is true, because uh, if not, that could be scary. Uh, we did mention briefly Byron Buxton. Yeah, that's all I got to say about that. Mike Trout getting hit on the hand. Hopefully he is okay. Uh, if you need some speed, go give Jorge Mateo a look. Uh, I remember, I was thinking about this, uh, I, I, he was the, the athletics prospect, and the talk was, is it going to be Franklin Barreto or Jorge Mateo? Uh, I always was the guy who said it was going to be Barreto, and I had Barreto rostered everywhere, and 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 it now appears that well, I have no idea if Barreto's even playing baseball anymore. I would assume somewhere, maybe, maybe. Uh, but Mateo's with the Orioles, going to get plenty of chances. Has a 350 OBP so far. So if you need steals, he might be an interesting guy. Uh, yeah, Ozuna leading baseball in the hard hits. Uh, Verdugo and his newfound launch angle. I, I count me in as somebody who thinks the breakout may be happening. Uh, so much that we haven't got to. Uh, we'll, we'll try to stay connected this week, talk a little more. Uh, again, hope you had a good weekend. Thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll talk soon. Grace and peace to you this Monday.